Hi, Janina. How was your train journey? My train ride? Um, yeah, it was good. All uh, through X2, Sweden. X2000 trains. Yeah. Or um, across Sweden, not through Sweden, because that's much, much further. Uh, all the way across Sweden, yeah. not all the way up Sweden. Not, not all the way up and down yeah. Sweden. It was so I swished my way right. through the countryside <laughs> <left to> right. <laughs> from sunny Stockholm to sunny Gothenburg. Yes. And uh, I've been here covering uh, an event, uh, the 5G Transport Summit. Uh, first time, it's called 5G Transport Summit. Uh, and uh, this is a, a, an event, of course, about transport networks. And we all know about transport networks because yes. we've done it on a podcast yes. already. Yes, we've talked about that already. So today's podcast, in case you haven't twigged, is going to be about transport again. Yeah. But it it's kind of special. Why is it special? Yes. Because for the first time on this podcast, we have actual Ericsson customer guests here. Not only actual Ericsson customer guests, but we've got someone here who's got direct expertise and experience of 5G networks. And that's even more amazing. We actually have Swisscom uh, here talking 5G with us and about their 5G rollout. 5G transport. Yeah. Well, and also. 5G. And 5G. <laughs> also. Yeah. And also we have a guest from uh, the Danish operator uh, known as 3. So, shall we get started straight away, Paul? We... I think we shouldn't keep them waiting. No. Yes, we are here for the first time with customers in the room. Operators. Yes. Well, Ericsson's customers, that, that's operators. People, or, that, people, that have, people that actually do real networks. Yeah. <laughs> and deliver real services to yes. real people. To real customers. Yeah. To real consumers, that we said. Mm? Mm? So we're going to keep it secret. We, <laughs> we are. <laughs> no, we're not. So we have, uh, we're starting off with the difficult name, Klaus Lechti. Okay, uh, <laughs> Project Manager for 5G Programs at Swisscom. Welcome, Klaus. Hi, glad to be here. And at your side, we also have Glenn Langlian. Uh, you're Swedish, but you're working in Denmark. That's right. For, uh, as a Transmission Manager for Hi3G Denmark. Yes. And that's the operator that we uh, normally know as 3. Absolutely correct. Mm. Excellent to have you here. Thank great, you very much. Happy to be honor. here. Hmm? So. So why are we here? Yeah, why are we here? What are you doing here? We are attending this uh, event that has been renamed, actually, yes. to, to this uh, 5G Transport Summit. Yeah. For it was called uh, Global Micro Meeting. That's why right. we are here. Yeah. This is an sort of an Ericsson uh, hosted event that where where we invite customers. And this has been an event for many years, right? Yes. Uh, it's the first time I'm here. But, it's the first time uh, I'm here. Ah. It's the first time for me as well. Oh, yeah. 
So, so I have been so here. Is, this is the fourth year. For that me. makes you the expert. Yeah. I'm the expert. Okay. You're the expert at, uh, on the event. Yeah. Yeah. So how are things? How 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 is the things? How has the day been for you compared to previous years? Uh, I think it has been a very interesting uh, day. This one, if I. If I reflect on this day, and if I look on the previous uh, years, I think the previous years we have talked a lot about capacity, you know, the muscles, you know, can we provide enough capacity for the networks in the future? And this year, this day, we talk a lot about the brain, about the intelligence in the network. Mm -hmm. How will we handle the slicing? How will Mm -hmm. we do the automation? I mean, automation and slicing, those words we have heard thousands of times. Mm -hmm. That's a a quite big difference. Okay. So, so, yeah, it's Mm -hmm. interesting. So, getting more brains behind... More brains. From uh, muscles to muscles and brain. Oh. (laughs) Cool. That was was you, uh, Glenn, and Klaus... How yeah, for me it was a very good day as well. I was not only attending the day, also. Yeah, you were on stage. To, yeah, I could mm-hmm. I could present the Swisscom's 5G launch, commercial launch. We just did a few weeks ago, and it was very nice to get the reaction and the talk to Eric's people, but also especially to the other operators. They still ahead of that, and yeah, great, great day. Yeah, did you get uh, a lot of feedback? I'm I'm guessing that people were very. Interesting in what how you've how what you've done and, and yeah they all want to have my five G phone of course but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. unfortunately it's not <laughs> working in Disney World too but no. I guess yeah. Yeah. so so you've got a five G phone absolutely <laughs> yeah Ooh, oh. how does it look <laughs> it is nice 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 <laughs> Klaus is now reaching oh. for his phone oh. yeah it's oh. difficult on a podcast to explain yeah. how beautiful the phone is but the cool thing is. It's green. The, the most reaction is beside it's nice. Is what is special? It has the same size and yeah. the same screen as a 4G phone, mm-hmm. which actually is great because I would not have imagined even half a year ago that on this time we would already have a phone that has the same form factor. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. the first 5G phones one year ago they were a size of a fridge, yes. and now we have the first, the a, first 3G a phone. phones were rather quite strange. Yes, yes, you remember that. So now it's the same size, meaning we, we managed to bring that in that form factor, yeah. and the battery is still working. Yeah. It's not that you say, oh, yeah, it looks nice, but the battery life, <coughs> it's dead in, within a few minutes, not happening. So that's, yeah. that's great. I think that's record for uh, in 3G. It took a little longer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we've been working in this area for a long time. Yeah. For, for for you, Glenn, yeah. I mean, your, your name, Fri, is actually, for, for your company, I mean, not your name. Yeah, not, not my name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Or it is. That actually it is. came with 3G. Right? Really, yes, it did. You should rename to 5. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, exactly. Many, many people say <laughs> that, but, but, but you know, it, it, it's really hard. You shouldn't abandon it. It's a magic number, you know, so, so we, we cannot, uh, we have to keep it. We have to yeah. keep it. Uh, I think to so. keep it now. You're, yeah, you're, yeah. you're stuck on today. But I have been thinking about it, I think. Yes. <laughs> today we also had a nice overview about standardization, all the standard, yeah. standardization parties out there, and I noticed there is still a GSMA association. Mm-hmm. We're about to switch off GSM in very soon, so <laughs> probably they also should rename it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, <laughs> so that's from from two D. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's, it was named like oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah we had three uh, G P P on stage as well, uh, talking about standardization for five G and the yeah. different releases. But, but was that talking about five G standardization? Because this is a transport event. Was it focused on the transport aspects or? or the... It was of course focused on the transport mm. and especially on the big nice part of slicing. Yes. Mm. Slicing yeah. to mm. deal in transport and end to end, which obviously yeah. is very important for 5G. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, network slicing was uh, one of the key topics uh, here that's been talked about a lot. So, for Swisscom, have you already started thinking about network slicing and have you already started working on it? Absolutely. I mean, first we have to find out what is that behind this buzzword as it may have been at the beginning, but. Uh, more and more we did our job, our architectural work, how to deal with that and end-to-end -end slicing especially brings a lot of opportunities for our public safety organizations. They, they really have to prioritize service end-to-end -end. and of course it can be used for, for companies or for our own services as well. So we're looking forward into that. Yes. Mm -hmm. so, so for public safety that's when, when the the fire service, for instance, would, would have a slice on the network and in, in an incident then they would get prioritised traffic in, in a certain area. That on one hand, or for instance, if you have a, a huge event, football, 100,000 people in the city and the public safety organisations are also using the mobile network, they still they should have a dedicated part of that network to run their ongoing business, not even if there is an emergency, oh, just, okay. just yeah. to run their services, yeah. mm -hmm. while the rest of the, of the huge capacity can be shared among all the YouTubers and social media mm -hmm. uploaders. Yeah. For their purpose, yes. What, what implications does this have on the transport network? Because that's been the topic of the day. Why is this so important with network slicing and transport? Yeah, the best way to do is make it big. <laughs> Enough <laughs> capacity in the transport, that's always the best. But of course, if that is not always possible, or especially in markets, I guess, where it's more microwave-based and you have to deal more in a more careful way with, with these resources and you have to add a, a working quality of service concept and then hence start all, all the things about uh, slicing together with yep. Ron. Uh, and of course, end. building it as big is fine, but you always need to work on what happens if the, the, the electricity company digs up the streets and breaks the cable that's carrying the traffic, you need to have a fallback cable and then maybe you don't have as much capacity and then, and then you need to be able to make sure that the priority services get through. Correct. Yeah. Then you, you hope you have an alternative. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If the cable is broken, slicing may not be the final option, but yes, oh, of course, if yeah. your transport hopefully is built in a way that it can deal with such a uh, break as well. Yeah. yeah. Talking about, yeah, talking about uh, the streets of uh, of Swisscom, I can't I can't uh, stay away from that. We we've actually done uh, this uh, coverage in manholes with with Swisscom in Switzerland, where you build radio base stations under the streets. Absolutely, yeah, yeah I mean, that's uh, that's pretty. Did cool. you like it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I thought that was really really. Uh, well, it's also something that we did with Catherine. Mm -hmm. Where we are actually now buying, possibly. It was so good. <laughs> so I guess it was a winner concept. Absolutely, and it was a great example of partnership in this industry because mm -hmm. we, we created this idea as part of our Y line access. And we thought, yeah, well, if we have this manhole, if we have this 
this place is where you have power, where you have connectivity. Why not use it for for uh, mobile as well? And mm -hmm. together with Cocktail, together with Ericsson, we we built that up. We developed a fantastic antenna system behind, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, it's a cool thing. And I think the last last time I heard about it was that it was actually adopted by Vodafone as well in in, in Britain. So yep. <laughs> that's really good. Otherwise, I mean, your your two uh, countries are quite different when it comes to. Rolling out. Even the flag, the flag looks <laughs> quite different. <laughs> <good. laughs> it's almost the same. Flag. <laughs> yeah. Same colored flag. Yeah. Cross. With a cross on it. Yeah. But it must be very different to roll out mobile networks in your two. It must areas. be easy for you in Denmark, right? It's very easy. <laughs> to, we build one huge tower and then we cover all yeah. of Denmark. No, it's no. not. But it, it is flat. Yeah, yeah. So I, I guess you have different challenges in, in Switzerland since it's uh, quite hilly, right? Yeah, we don't have that many islands. No, no, it's no, also no. an advantage, of course, but yes, the mountains, there are demanding. Yeah. But even more demanding is, is more, it's not just the nature, it's the strong regulation we have in, in usage of power on our on antenna systems. Mm. This regulation is 10 times more restrictive as in the EU, so uh, we cannot send out that much we would like to do and especially now if it comes to 5G uh, it's blocking us in the rollout or as a result we have to build many more much more antenna sites uh, yeah. to, uh, to have the network in a way we, oh. yeah, we like to deal with. Yeah. Switzerland was a little bit uh, I mean you, you have a should we say a little bit of a special democracy where uh, where you have a lot of um, like uh, voting <laughs> elections going on, mm -hmm. and there was a little bit of a. <laughs> there may be a bit more a bit better referendums than we. Sometimes are. it's easy if you have a king. You're right. Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 well, we have a king that doesn't have any control. But um, I mean, you you had a little bit of a. I wouldn't. I, I can't say bump, but when you rolled out 5G, you had to wait to get the final election or the final. Uh, the to get the, the final li license for the spectrum. Yes. But then, when you actually got it, you said you launched 5G on the same day. Not even on the same day. We we launched it at zero 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 at this day. One second after after midnight, we had our commercial <laughs> launch, and <laughs> we were the first doing it in Europe and especially also in Switzerland. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, here we have one of the very few operators that have already launched Switzerland, Swisscom, and then Denmark. Yes, yes. <laughs> we, we, Denmark. we are not really there yet. It's the same as yeah. for us in Sweden. Yeah, we have a trial coming up, so uh, mm. that will be interesting. But mm -hmm. it's very interesting to, to listen to Klaus, who's... He, he already did it, so, so it's uh, very interesting. Yeah. Your, your speech was uh, very interesting to me. But, but what are your takeaways in terms of what, what does uh, somebody need to think about when they're planning for the transport for 5G network? Uh, it's doable, uh, I think, with the transport network we have today. It's doable to start, actually. So, so, so that's... Uh, uh, it doesn't take too much to get going, but if then, of course, when you want to uh, evolve, then it uh, takes more, like mm -hmm. the, the, the slicing and the orchestration we talked about later on. Are you thinking it might be actually good for you to be a little bit later on and learn from other uh, companies' uh, 
I don't know. Yeah, it's always, always good, good and bad. You know, it's it's always uh, mm-hmm. uh, good if uh, somebody else did it before and just mm. uh, copy the good parts. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but, but I think what we, one of the things we saw, I think, yeah. in 4G is in some markets, like the, the operators, it's, it's like they're stood there looking at each other. Yeah. And yeah. Nobody, nobody wants to go yeah. until the yeah. first guy goes, and then when the first guy yeah. goes, everyone, is, everyone needs to be there as well. Yeah. Because yeah. They, want to, they don't want to lose market share. Um, but uh, you know, as soon as it goes, they need to start investing. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. do, you, do you think we'll see it that happening like that in, in different countries? Could be, I think so. But but anyway, it's it's a lot due to spectrum availability. If, yeah. if you don't yeah, have the spectrum, that is yeah. it's hard to start. So so, yeah. so um, that's so of course plays a, plays a big part. Exactly, yeah. that's that's how it is. So. Mm-hmm. So, what are you focusing on right now in Denmark? Um, I mean, we we are preparing. We are um, rolling out a new router platform in Denmark. That's the the router six thousand. So, so, so mainly, what we are focusing on now it's uh, the short term challenge, and that is capacity, and it is to get more ten gig interfaces out there, further out in the axis. Mm-hmm. This is what we are working on right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when it comes to your uh, the special needs for Denmark is uh, like that you have a lot of islands connecting. Is there anything there that you need to take uh, into consideration when it comes mm. to networks and not really? Network? There is a few uh, small islands, but nobody really have coverage there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, so it's uh, not a big concern. Otherwise, there, I mean, the fiber availability is very good in Denmark. So, so actually. No, that's uh, that's doable. Mm. So, so it's not a big challenge, I would say. Yeah. You also have, I mean, not just Denmark, but Greenland is actually part of Denmark, or is yeah, it? but we it would be fun, but we are not allowed to be there actually. But oh. uh, it, it would be fun to go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a tele- uh, telecom Greenland. Yeah, yeah, so, they have yeah. they have a, an yeah. operator. Of but we have Bornholm. There we are building. Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's part of the mainland. That's uh, where is Bornholm? Bornholm is actually, it's actually closer to Sweden than to Denmark, but it belongs to Denmark. Mm. So it's oh, south okay. of uh, Skåne, south of Sweden. Oh. Yeah. I think oh. there is a castle there. It used to be, right? Isn't it? Uh, no, no, that's oh. uh, no, that's uh, not Bornholm. Okay. Maybe there is a castle okay. too. I don't know. <laughs> I, I shouldn't say no. <laughs> Yeah. There is castles everywhere in Denmark, yeah. so probably there is there too. Denmark and Sweden have a long history. Yeah, yeah, we, oh, yeah. yeah exactly. So mm-hmm. we have. <laughs> Glenn, you mentioned that yeah. you said in transport, uh, yeah. you can start with what you have. I, I agree on that to start. But yeah, you yeah. also said you you are evolving your, your yeah, uh, exactly. network, and I guess that's that's very wise because it's also. What yeah. we found out, it's <coughs> of course, even though you have a, a well-working transport mm-hmm. network with yeah. IP connectivity yeah. on the one gig, but if you like to go to these top speeds, yeah. you are aiming far beyond one gig, yeah. and then yeah. you have you have to improve. And we do actually the same thing so yeah, yeah, yeah. with this mm-hmm. new routers and, and this transport network, and we decide really to completely rebuild that yeah. Yeah. And yeah. parallel and. Yeah, migrate on that and then switch off the old one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, that's that's one of the things that you mentioned on stage, the importance of being like one of the best networks in the world. Uh, that that Swi- Switzerland has uh, banks, uh, watches, um, 
chocolate and the best mobile network. <laughs> right? Yeah, we are doing everything, but the, the things we are doing, we aim to have the best quality mm. and the leading that. Yeah. And you are measuring this Especially for, for our industry, which is it the banking or, or uh, industry mm. companies, pharmaceutical companies, they rely on that mm. world-class telecom infrastructure. And that's, that's why we always want to be the best, of course. Yeah, yeah. how did that start? The, the want to be the best. <laughs> yeah, when I was five years old. <laughs> I think that's when we met Mr. Edison uh, quite on hundred years. No, of course, it, I think it came with, with a general quality expectation our customers have with everything, being it the Swiss Army knife, whatever. Uh, not talking about too many cliches, but I guess this is our in Swiss DNA. We we yeah. want we want to have it. We are used and maybe also to to pay a, a price for that, but quality before quality matters. Quality yeah. matters, and this is is now also in in this network. And yeah. as the number one operator, we we have to prove we have this yeah. best network. Mm. Everybody is, is trying to do that and. Uh, nicely, all the international benchmark shows we are really on top, top of that, and we win the benchmarks in Switzerland in our home market, which of course mm -hmm. is a very important thing. Yeah. Cool. That's good. Now, from a technology point of view, I know we, did, we you said that you know this has been going on for, for several years, mm -hmm. and, and this year's event is the 5G transport summit, yeah, exactly. and what's changed is the previous events were mm. we're talking a lot about the microwave, yeah. uh, and now we're talking about transport, so mm. we're talking about fiber as well. Yeah. So how do you gents see the, the different uses and roles of the, those two technologies? Well, in the, in the case of Swisscom, we only have a very few microwave links, and it's, it's, it's not really a network, it's just um, as we have more than 95% of fiber connectivity to all mm. sides, it's then really for this famous top mountain mobility size where we just use the last few 100 meters to connect. It's a replacement of the last, let's say, connectivity. So, so you're using it tactically, you might say, to just... It's when it's really it's too expensive to or physically impossible to build a fiber up there, then, yeah. then we are using it. So we are not the market this is a big experience in, in microwave. Mm -hmm. But I learned a lot today that mm -hmm. this, of course, mm -hmm. is a big business as many many markets they, they yep. have a lot of microwave. And I'm interested to see how this works. And Denmark is different. It's approximately 50-50 between microwave and fiber. Yeah, it wow. is. So, um, I mean, I see, I mean, microwave and fiber is transport or transmission. Both, so, so I don't see a big difference between fiber and microwave. So, so I want to when I select uh, microwave or, or fiber, I want to select what is uh, what is best. I mean, what is optimal for that site, the medium that do that do the job. So mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, and uh, we also had a speaker here from from Canada, from from Telus. Yeah. Uh, and that was quite interesting to hear about uh, their use of, of fiber, yeah. uh, and and that it could be slightly congested in the cities, like they're running out of fiber. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so. yeah, it was very impressive, I guess, for both of us because Canada is a little bit yeah, that's bigger huge. than yeah, yeah, Denmark yeah. and Switzerland yeah. combined. To be yeah, honest, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah. Really it seems to work there as well. Yeah. Actually, I have a, I, I have one thing I, I remember in particular from that uh, presentation, mm-hmm. and that was when Jeffrey, his name is Jeffrey, yeah, say, yeah he quoted his CTO mm-hmm. that he, he said that. You can save on anything but automation that you should not save on. Yeah. Automation. Automation. That was, yeah. That was quite interesting to, to, to listen to. To, to save money on anything but not the automation part. Okay. So, so because um, I wasn't in the room then, so I didn't yeah, hear yeah. what he was talking about. So, yeah, so yeah. what are the areas where you see automation playing a role in transport? Uh, automation, you mean? Yeah. I mean, in, in all areas, I think. Everything from... Uh, automation is, is a very broad area, right? It's everything from... Uh, you have the analytics, the smart network insights powered by machine learning. Maybe that's, uh, that can be automated. I mean, to get smart network insight. Is, it is, uh, there was one presentation about the, the zero-touch implementation to integrate nodes without touching them, so to, so to speak. Yeah. That's also automation. So and then you have the provisioning parts. So there is, there is, it's a broad spectrum, this uh, automation. But, but it is mainly to, to, to make the network better, to make the network more reliable, and to save money and man hours. That's mm. what it's all about. Yeah, because it's getting more complex. And I'm just exactly. going to say that his name was Jeffrey Holan. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Of Telus. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't talk to, about yeah. him. In yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but it was in vague terms. In vague yeah. terms, yeah. 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 Now, I think that, that, that thing with that artificial intelligence, and yeah. I've, mm-hmm. you know, I've done some network management stuff in, in, in the past as well. There's a yeah. lot there in terms of monitoring. Exactly, uh, and, and as you say, provisioning. What happens when when I introduce a new base station? I want to connect it back into my core network, yeah. to both to set up the base station, yeah. but also to set up the connectivity. I exactly, think. the provisioning of the, of the circuits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, very interesting. Yeah. So that's some reflections of of the day. Yeah. Is there anything you're looking forward to tomorrow? I mean, I'm very interested in AI, so, so I'm really looking forward to, to, to that one uh, tomorrow, so uh, to see what they have to say. Mm. Because it's, uh, there is, this is a buzzword too, there's a lot of talk of uh, AI. If, if you just say AI, I will do something with AI, then the top management is happy. Maybe. But, <laughs> but, but, uh, but, but I mean, it's, it, it's very, inter- very interesting. <laughs> they listening, you know. Okay, <laughs> sorry. No, but I mean, it's, it, it's very interesting to see in practice, what can you do in practice mm-hmm. with AI? What can you really do to solve an actual problem we have today yeah. with network monitoring or something? What can, really be, what can really be done? It's, uh, I, I think it's interesting if you, if you talk to people who work with yeah. artificial intelligence, yeah. you know, if you talk to a man in the street about artificial yeah. intelligence, yeah. No, it's it's super clever. It's going to be yeah. able to do all sorts of things. Exactly. exactly. But if you actually look at the state of the art today, yeah. then maybe it's not quite as clever as you think. No, it's not. No, <laughs> it, no, it, it's it can do certain things with exactly. certain limits. Exactly. And then if you want to do something else, then you need to train another machine. Yeah, exactly. That piece. And it's it's all depending on 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 the the training, the data. You you need to collect the data. You need to prepare it. You need to label it. So that's a lot of. <laughs> A lot of manual work before you can, before you can automate. Yeah. Yeah. So that sounds almost like 
queue for another podcast. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it was kind of synonym for 6G. Zero latency, I guess. On zero latency, we have to work a little longer, but yeah. AI is think, yeah. coming quite fast. Skynet. will have a big mm-hmm. impact, yes. Yeah. So are you working on, on the same... Uh, areas. Is AI also something that's uh, interesting for, for Swisscom? It's definitely interesting. It's, it's not a topic we, we dig in like we do in slicing and, and other aspects, but mm-hmm. of course, as the whole analytics, that especially is a, a big a big topic we are working on. Yeah, I guess it's, it is the, the future when we're getting more complex that they need to be more intelligent. And I know that we did some work, uh, some, some um, uh, Testing with, uh, I think, Vodafone uh, Portugal uh, in actually energy saving. Uh, when it, so, so that they, that the, I think it was the base stations that like powered down when exactly. they knew that people weren't in, in the area. Yeah. So, I mean, very stuff like that is pretty cool. Also, from a sustainability angle, where you can. It's very interesting where you have those those real cases where mm-hmm. you actually solve a problem. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. So it's starting to take off. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Coming back to network slicing. Yes. One of the things with network slicing is you're, you're moving processing mm-hmm. loads around the network mm-hmm. and moving these from central locations out mm-hmm. to the edge, edge locations. And that brings you into edge computing. Yes. Uh, so you know, along, with, along with the 5G network and the network slicing, then we expect to see edge computing coming into play. Is that is that something that, that you see already today, or, or how is that going to develop? Depends on the serve the future services, because as I see it, if you want to sell provide a slice with very low latency, right, then you may run into physical limitations if you don't have edge computing, right? So you need to you need to have this small cloud. Uh, Close. That's how we see it. For example, if you sell, uh, sell if you have some uh, uh, services, some slice covering a, a big uh, city or something, then then you need something there, so it's uh, computed locally somehow. And how close well, is close? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> Could be a, a, an industry; they have their own yeah. virtual cores. Yeah, well, when we talk about um, edge cloud, we, we distinguish between two use cases. One is what what Glenn was just mentioned that in just to bring the network functionality mm. decentralized places. Mm. Yep. This can have several reasons, like virtualization of the RAM, whatever, but yeah. also really because of, of low latency aspects. I guess in two countries we have, this is not that big issue. It definitely is more in a, in a large scale mm. because the, the light of speed is actually too slow to yeah. achieve the, the latency requirements we have now and will have in, in the near future. That's one reason where, yeah. we, where we use the term edge cloud or then more refer on on-premise cloud. That's the big thing we are doing with, with industry partners yeah. to, to bring functionality into their enterprise environment mm. to, to use it for their own purpose. They have their own data. The data is stored locally inside the company, will not leave the company. And on the same cloud infrastructure, they, we can also run our mobile, mobile services. Uh, to like IoT services or new radio mm. coverage mm. in the whole building and this is very appealing and we are working on that very hard. And that's actually another topic that we should have on this podcast, 5G for Industries. 
Yeah, how we should. Mm-hmm. That's a big area there. <laughs> but, but, but when you do that, when you move processing down into the network, presumably that changes the dynamics of the traffic flows in the, in the tra- transport network because you're, you know, you're not taking... No, right, no, you've got your destinations, yeah. instead of everything being centralised, yeah. is now distributed. So what does that do for planning mm. and that kind of thing? So, so in the future we will connect clouds. <laughs> so, yeah, so we will connect small clouds to small clouds and small clouds to bigger clouds. Uh, no, no, but I, I think if, if you look at in the future to, to, to have this full-blown 5G network that support this dynamic slicing where you can put up and take down slices dynamically, then you need this uh, orchestration end-to-end, across, uh, just like it was Eric that said that you need, you need to treat the domains as, as one uh, network, as one platform, so to say, mm. orchestrated together. That, and when we mentioned Eric, okay, yeah. it's uh, the CTO of Ericsson. Yes, <laughs> oh, sorry, okay, sorry. Oh, yeah, oh, sorry. <laughs> not <laughs> any Eric. Is there, more, <laughs> sorry, more than one Eric? Obviously not. And he's also been on the podcast. Very interesting, yeah. But of course, your remark was very valid. It, it mm. totally changes the traffic flow in the network. If, if you're starting to, on one hand, huge mm. data centers mm. on several locations, especially this, this on-prem cloud, then uh, mm. the data flow is different. This is a, another big requirement on the transport topology to, to mm. deal with that. Mm. Mm. And, and uh, your use, uh, I think it was you that mentioned, uh, you know, we start by... Uh, you know, thinking about big pipes, and, uh, yeah. But but uh, you know, how much how much are you working on putting in overcapacity, and how much are you actually working in terms of a, a evolution of capacity to the traffic demand? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Actually, <laughs> yeah. I, I can say like in, in our network, we we don't have any bottlenecks really. So so we are we transport network is not a limiting factor today, and it should not be. As I usually put it, uh, I mean, transport network, if it's good, it's, it's a network you won't notice, really. That, yeah. That's how it is today. So, that's, so, that's like good project managers. Yeah, exactly. And then, then always the question, how much should you decide for? I, I mean, if, if uh, 0.5 gig is required today, what should, what should you dimension for? Yeah. That's always a good uh, question. Okay, I, I think that what we're doing today is actually we're getting more gig interfaces out there. If we have fiber, then we run... 10 gig over the fiber to the base station. That's what we are doing. Instead of 1 gig. Because it's, uh, it doesn't cost that much more. How are you doing in, in Switzerland? Absolutely the same. Yeah. If you then have 10 gigs to yeah. for the mobile side, you yeah. need 100 gigs at the core. Yeah, exactly. So uh, It builds up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When it co- comes to the core, though, <laughs> I know uh, Swisscom, in the near future, you're, uh, you are uh, working on uh, getting the the full country coverage of 5G um, and using Ericsson uh, sh- spectrum sharing, sharing so thank you uh, for this but when it comes to core how are you starting to work are you starting to work with uh, standalone because at the moment it's non standalone yes correct like I guess almost everybody in the industry we start with this non-standalone yeah. aspect. So reusing 4G as an anchor to connect to, to 5G was a very nice way to start. Uh, especially in the core domain, it was 
I should not say nothing to do. They did a lot of things and, and a big work, but it did not change the architecture completely. Whereas the standalone is then a big step, also yeah. in the core, not only in the core, to, to have a real 5G core, core solution. And uh, we're about to start. We're mm -hmm. investigating that for, for quite a while, like with, with industry partners. And we plan to have first trial in the lab already this year. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's see where we, where we end. But I assume it's yeah. coming, coming quite soon. But, but that's another technology which will need to wait until there are smartphones available. Correct. Correct. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, of course. It's, uh, that's all of those things need to hang together. It's always an end-to-end. -end and like every new technology, the devices, they do not support everything that comes up in, for yeah. the next two, two years. There is an evolution. And we always have a look on that end-to-end. -end. Especially mm -hmm. you mentioned the spectrum sharing capability that reuses the FTT bands of 5G. There also the chip makers and the device Manufacturers have to follow the path, otherwise it's, yeah. it's nice to have in the network, but we, we cannot really use it. <laughs> and with standalone, uh, it's the same, but as we know, there are some big players in the world with a little bit more volume than the two of us bring into the game. Yeah. They're pushing that, and of course you follow that, and again, yeah. aim to be one of the first having it to that. But, but uh, just for anyone that's listening that's thinking of getting one of these nice shiny new uh, 5G <laughs> smartphones today, of course, those will, you know, even if the network goes over to standalone, then the, you know, a device that's a non standalone device will continue to run on the network because it will be treated as a non standalone Of course, there's not a digital switch in the network yeah. from non standalone <laughs> to standalone, and uh, all existing phones and services are yeah. out of service. This is, this is an evolution that's, that has. That's so. actually one of the ongoing challenges for an operator is to continue to service people with yeah. you know, and for Ericsson as well I'm sure you made you have some good yeah. ideas how we can make this but, that's uh, <laughs> no, no, they still sell GSM phones to, to today so not in our market we really not want to get rid of this 2G very very soon uh, to reuse the frequencies for let's get rid of 3G <laughs> we need the capacity from, yeah. from yeah. that spectrum yeah. uh, uh, but uh, IoT devices and if and, I mean if you go to if you go to a restaurant in yeah. in most countries <laughs> and you and they pick up the device to come and bring you to pay the bill at the table and that's that's a GPRS device that's running on GSM um, no. No, and there are, there are lots of those out there. Yeah. You know, as soon as you turn the GSM network on, off, no one can pay their, their restaurant bill. Okay. <laughs> it's definitely wise to announce that a little while a little before you switch off. That we communicated years. years yeah, 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 I understand. But yes, you're right. I mean, I also I buy the, uh, a nice new e-bike that is also con controlled through, through app. You can lock and unlock yeah. and you have all yeah. the analytics <laughs> data. It has a 3G module. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. We have to work on that as well. Ah, yeah, the, the downsides of, of having a new te technology. Yeah, that, that old technology might stop working sometime. Yeah, so but, but, but uh, it's, it's, if, if you buy, a, I mean, you, most people buy a phone every other year and maybe a computer every third year. Um, but it's not quite like that with, with a mobile phone network. But a new mobile phone network every 10 years or something yeah. between 4G and 5G and even when you get a new one it still needs to work with the one that was there from 15, 20 years ago. But it's still an evolution, right? I mean, you still have to work on it continuously. 
Right? Ah, it would be great. It just takes 10 years. You don't, we don't have to do anything. <laughs> like that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the next 10 years, but no, it's, it's a constant evolution. I mean, for 4G, we're still evolving 4G. You should not yeah. forget. It's not just bringing 5G. We want to get rid of 2G and 3G, but 4G is still still evolving. New features coming in. Yeah, faster and, and faster. Uh, yeah. There will be 5G plus 5G advanced. That's one of the things I heard that, that, that they've now stopped evolving the standards for GSM. Really? <laughs> Fine <laughs> for me. Yeah, Fine for for me. me. <laughs> so, is there anything that you're looking forward to in the next uh, year when it comes to development of, uh, of mobile networks? Well, in our case, as we have launched now 5G, I'm really looking to see how the customers like it, how they deal with it, what are the new services, what are the new things that always happen with new generations. We have all the research before for all the new use cases and then suddenly something happens and wow, we say it is great we invest in this in this new technology because now it is the, the new thing happening and I'm looking forward to see that. Yeah, mm -hmm. see the killer application or whatever yes, it is. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I agree. That would be interesting to see. To see <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. And that seems that's probably a wait and see question, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're all waiting and seeing here what's going to come up. Is that it? I think that's a I good roundup. Like a good place to start. <laughs> wait and see. Yeah, yeah wait and see. <laughs> yeah. But in the meantime, if you want to experience 5G, you need a trip to Switzerland. Yeah. Yes, come and visit us. I can show you the very nice places in the city, in the rural areas, in touristic places where you can use 5G. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Very interesting. Yeah. And Denmark is just beautiful. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful anyway. <laughs> Denmark, you'll be able to see where you will be able to use it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yes. So thank you so much for for participating in our little podcast here. And uh, from us, thank you for everyone who's listening. And bye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye-bye.